We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. All right, folks, I am here with twenty-four-seven Sports. AJ Black. AJ is the publisher of the twenty-four-seven site for Boston College. AJ, uh, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. So you and I were kind of commiserating, um, and, and it's funny because 24-7 Sports is is really kind of left our NFL sites, not necessarily out in the cold, but we really run ourselves now. I mean, the, the college sites are sort of where it's at, and um, I, I, I it doesn't always blend like this, I guess is what I'll say. It's not, it's not often that we go, sort of get to use our college resources, but then out of absolutely nowhere – um, this happens. Was it as out of nowhere for, for you at the Boston College side as it was for Packers fans? Oh, absolutely. This was a complete surprise. Uh, BC just uh, finished off their season. Uh, I, I was just saying to you off the air that I thought Halfley might have lost his job at the end of the regular season because he just ended November on such a whimper. The team just, they got smoked like three out of their last four games against a really bad, one of the teams was really bad. So it felt like his momentum was gone. Then he goes ahead and he wins a big bowl game for BC and he's killing it in the transfer portal. He's talking on, I was just on a podcast yesterday morning talking about how much he likes BC and, you know, he, he, he wouldn't go to another program because he likes the community at Boston College. And then at night it's like, whoa, this was a complete out of left field hire. And doesn't honestly, like pieces of me aren't surprised because I know Jeff Halfley loves the NFL. That's where he got, you know, his, his experience. A lot of his time, you know, with, um, the 49ers and um, he's had times at, you know it, with the Bucks, so he has that NFL experience and he wanted to run Boston College almost like an NFL team he had a very NFL style 
offense for many of the years he was here. Um, so I, that piece doesn't surprise me. Just the timing of it was so uh, – it was it, it leaves Boston College in a really bad spot because they've missed on a lot of guys I thought they would go for. But, you know, this is, this, this is the difference, I guess, in college sports and, and NFL where the timings are just not aligned. So can, let's talk about that a little bit because I, I saw, you know, Boston College, I would say just from an online presence to certainly have a, a presence of, of fans, but it's not, they're not like a rabid fan base, like a right. or Ohio State or, you know, basically any of the SEC fan bases that are sort of perpetually online. But I did see some Boston College fans like good riddance, see ya. You know, this guy wasn't a, you know, we thought he was pretty mediocre, whatever. And I, I spent some time talking about this on the Brandon Staley side because Brandon Staley, uh, who was the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, interviewed for this Packers defensive coordinator job. And I spent some time saying, like, guys, yes, I understand that the Chargers weren't good. I understand, frankly, even that the Chargers weren't that good on defense. And But, but when you move a good defensive coordinator back into the defensive coordinator role – and they don't have to deal with the media, and they don't have to oversee the whole thing, and they can get back and just grind and make a defensive game plan, They a lot of them have gone back to being really good. There are some NFL and, frankly, Division One football head coaches that have been very poor head coaches that have gone right back to being really good coordinators. Why do you think the Boston College fans were were relatively, you know, kind of, not that pleased, I guess, with with Halfley because um, there's been a Packers BC uh, connection before with Jeff Jagodzinski, uh, yep. and 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 so and then you look at like Jags's win percentage and Halfley's and Halfley's is much worse. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, I think BC fans with Jeff Halfley uh, kind of you hit it right on the head, right? He came in with no head coaching experience, and I was saying this on my podcast last night. I think a lot of BC fans got kind of fed up with him because he was learning on the job for a couple of years. He admitted for a couple of seasons that he didn't really know or got himself involved on the offensive side of the ball. And it, and it, and you saw it on the field. So this last season, he put himself more into, you know, he did deal with a little bit of the offense, but he was, he's a defensive minded coach. So I think what the BC fans are seeing and saying about Halfley is they're they're worried they're they were kind of like eh, I can't believe he got hired because the defense at BC especially at the end of this year was bad. I mean BC was almost dead last in sacks in the country. Uh, they were getting torched. Uh, they they just he was not good. But again, this is all more college stuff. He struggled with evaluating defensive talent. Uh, his team was not very deep, so they got hit with injuries, and then his schemes just didn't seem to be working at, you know, for, for, for the Eagles. So I, 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 I think he's going to be a much better defensive coordinator. He, he said, I mean, if you read Pete Thamel's column on him, that he just wants to coach. He doesn't want to do the recruiting. He doesn't want to do the, I mean, he's a great media guy. You guys, if you guys get to meet him, I, I've talked to him. I had him on my podcast. He is a very approachable, nice uh, coach for, to, to like talk to on that piece. But he, like his nuts and bolts is he just wants to game plan and coach. And I think he, once he gets to just do that, he's going to be very good. I mean, I'll point to his final game as a coach at BC. It was against SMU, an SMU team that was averaging 41 points per game was a absolute wagon in terms of offense. They lost their starting quarterback to preface that first, right? BC 
held them to zero points in the second half and basically shut them out. And it was all based on scheme that he put together with his defensive coordinator, who's also gone. Uh, but he he was able to get his guys up and figure out a, a way to really confuse that def- that offense. And I thought it was a, a genius game plan that he put together with limited with limited uh, bullets in his gun. So I, I was very impressed in that last game, but I can see why BC fans are kind of, eh. I, I think a lot of them were just, as I said, to start this off, expecting him to go before the end of the season anyways. So this is just, it's just the timing is terrible because BC is going to get killed in the transfer portal shortly. Yeah. And I would imagine even the, you know, who you might hire for a head coach is, is now probably pretty limited and, and probably yeah. limited to other, other schools, coordinators, you know, looking for a promotion, uh, leaves BC in kind of an interesting spot. What were some of the aspects of being a header that, that he probably didn't love and, and maybe even specifically to being a college header? You mentioned, you know, I don't know what kind of, um, you know, NIL presence BC is has or is trying to um, kind of raise up. Uh, the, the, you mentioned recruiting, the portal, uh, I'm sure booster events. Like, is that the kind of stuff that he just it wasn't in him? So it was, he mentioned multiple times, two different things. NIL was a big one. He just, I, I think he understood the point of it, but the way that it was just so out of, it's so out of control in college football right now. And there's no regulations and every, you know, you got people poaching and and tampering and, and I guess tampering is not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like contacting players on other teams, um, that stuff, I think he just couldn't stand. The other piece was the non, he always said this, the nonstop grind of, the college football season like you know he finishes the season he goes right back on the recruiting trail and that never it just never ends so i think that you know it's a 365 day a year job on the road he's got two young kids that he he saw the life of what he could do in the nfl his defensive coordinator did the exact same thing last year tim lokabu uh is now the offensive uh, outside linebacker coach for the panthers and he did it for the exact same reason. He was tired of the grind. Um, and so I honestly think what Jeff Halfley do, did is going to be a theme. I mean, we just saw Alabama hire a couple of different coaches. I think that were sitting coaches uh, somewhere else because it's, you know, the quality of life for college football coaches is terrible compared to what NFL coaches have to go through. Hey, friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Hey there. 
I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So if, if you're looking at this from kind of an optimistic view and you've almost, you know, kind of said it out loud, which is basically this is a guy who's a grinder. He's a film guy. Yep. He just wants to game plan. Why do you think things might go better for him than at the NFL level? And, and why do you believe if you do believe that, that this is, is potentially maybe a better fit for him and, and a good fit for the Packers? I, I think, I think once Jeff Halfley can stay in his lane and just work on the defense, which is clearly his love of football. Um, you know, he loves the defensive side of the ball. To be able to just focus on that at the high level with, you know, NFL-level caliber players, he's going to have a field day with that. He's a very, very bright coach. Um, and I think this is going to be the perfect opportunity for him at the NFL level to be successful because he gets to push off all that other stuff. You don't have to worry about recruiting. You don't have to worry about NIL. You you get your team ready for a Sunday. You get them, you know, you put them in the best possible position. I think that's going to be great. And I th- and I think it's going to benefit the Packers. Like you're getting a co- a a coach that is in the place he should have been the entire time. Jeff Halfley clearly was an NFL. He had an NFL um coach brain. He loves development. That's a big thing for him and I think he enjoyed his relationship with a lot of the kids that he had. But as the years grew on, I mean, he went from recruiting classes of 25, 27 kids that he was always so excited about getting them in and developing them and bringing them up to, you know, the ACC level talent by the time they leave to the final year where he had 11 kids committed. And then he had to go heavy in the transfer portal, which he hated, you know, he's all about wanting to help, players develop and grow and i think at the nfl level he's going to be great i mean um you know he's got connections on the team already isaiah mcduffie uh played with him uh played for him and i know he loves him um and i i i think a lot of boston college fans are going to be green bay fans because they're going to get to see halfley mcduffie and dylan so (laughs) yeah we'll see if dylan ends up his contract expired but boy what a what an outbreak this year for isaiah mcduffie i'm just saying that from the packers side i mean yeah they had some they had some Injuries with the, those two starters that, you know, one's a first-round pick and one got paid a bunch of money. So Isaiah's 
position wasn't exactly, you know, anything other than, well, special teamer and if somebody gets hurt. But, but he made the absolute best of his opportunity and, and is a very, very fun um, player to watch. What was, what was he and Jeff's relationship at – at BC, I'm sure he was probably the best player on the defense or close, and and Halfley had to love that as a head coach. Yeah, he played for BC. I think it was the first year Jeff was head coach. Okay. And he was the, he was the leader on, on the Eagles. It was the year of COVID. So Jeff came in the year COVID basically shut everything down. He had to deal with a whole bunch of things on campus that had nothing to do with football. And then he had he – had, Isaiah McDuffie and then this other linebacker um, as their leaders on defense. And McDuffie was all over the place. And we always watched him as a guy with a huge high motor um, who just needed a little bit more coaching to get him to where he wanted to be. And to see him be successful, um, I'm sure Jeff is going to be so pumped to have him back on his roster again. Why do you think, because, you know, that was some of the criticism that I saw, some of the negativity and and some of it's just from, you know, people kind of trolling or whatever, but, there were certainly games where, you know, BC was not very good defensively. And and right. that, again, it's the same argument, as I mentioned with Brandon Staley, which is like, well, hey, the Chargers were not good defensively. Why, you know, why should I believe? And by the way, did do you know if Halfley called the defensive players for BC or did he let his coordinator do that? Uh, he let his coordinator do that. Okay, he let his coordinator do this. It's a little bit different than Staley, but yeah. why do you think, some of the stuff that he did that was so unbelievably successful at Ohio state on defense. And by the way, Ohio state has struggled on defense since he's left. Um, Why do you think some of that success from BC did not necessarily, or excuse me, why did some of that Ohio state stuff not transfer to BC? Is it just talent? Is it depth? What, why did it not work in your opinion as well at, at BC? I think it was talent evaluation. I think it goes back to he's, he, he was seasoned enough in college football to be able to recruit and things like that. But I just, I never saw like when you had Boston college football, even under, you know, former coaches like Steve Adazio, Jeff Jagosinski, Frank Spaziani, you had guys that came in that were difference makers like Luke Keekley, Mark Herzlig, BJ, BJ Raji, um, you know, uh, there was a lot of different guys that came in that were different. He never, in four years, was able to identify anyone. The defensive line, he had one guy, Donovan Azaraku, who had eight and a half sacks a year ago, and then be complete, he became completely invisible in the pass rush this year. Uh, his secondary, like his ability to recruit and identify at the linebacker and secondary positions were both very questionable. So I think I don't think it has more to do with coaching. I just think it's more that college to high school connection that he was just – I, there was buzz that he struggled to really identify top talent because he he brought in a lot of high recruits at different points for BC at you know their level that never panned out um, and ended up transferring out. Got it. Um, do you, what do you know kind of about his scheme? I know we talked a little bit about um, you know you you have a writer that works for you at the site that um, is, is maybe a little bit more. You know, he's my film guy. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. But what what can Green Bay fans expect? You know, I think the 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 big difference in like 2008 when they hired Dom Capers and then Mike Pettin and then Joe Barry is they they moved to a three four base and now with this spread out as both college and pro football are you're almost never in base defense. But what 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 was you know kind of what can what can fans expect from him from a schematic standpoint? Is it a, a four down front? Is it generally three down? It, you know, is it a lot of 
um, three, three, five, four, two, five. What, what was he kind of doing defensively just from a, a schematic standpoint? So maybe Packers fans can grasp, like if there might need to be some personnel changes or shifts or position changes or guys they might target in the draft. So he, he goes from a, usually his base is four, three, but hardly mm-hmm. ever, I would say that that's the consistent uh, face that he uses. I, I the, the uh, style he uses, I think he does a lot, a lot of three, three, five as well. Um, you'll see the way, at least in the college level, that he worked the linebackers is he loved to have linebackers that were, um, you know, safeties that can line in the box, safeties that uh, then can go back into coverage and move them around a lot. He used to he loves to use like you know a safety high and then one that he can kind of line up down low and move that around. I don't know if it'll change at the NFL level, but at least at college, that's kind of the way he looked at things. Um, his goal always was to not allow explosives. So that was like a big thing for him. So like the way that he lined up his secondary um, was to prevent big plays. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but that was kind of how he looked at things. And um, yeah, I think so. I would say more of a four, three base and then, uh, you know, using a lot of extra corners at different times. Gotcha. All right. Um, you've been, you've been awesome. We're going to let you go, but I'll just give you like, a minute or two to close things up and just kind of let Packers fans know what they should expect and, and what they're getting in Jeff Halfley. Yeah. So just to wrap things up, uh, I, I think he's a good guy. I think he's going to be a, a good coach. Um, you guys are going to um, be impressed with his preparation and his connection with his, his roster. Um, even at the NFL level, I think he has a way that, about him that helps him to connect um, and, and to have players buy into what he's doing. I mean, at, at a school like Boston College, there was a reason why most of the stars didn't, like Zay Flowers, and um, uh, uh, there's a couple guys on there right now, Christian Mahogany, who you'll hear about in the NFL draft, that chose to stay at Boston College, and a lot of that was because of their relationship with Jeff Halfley. Um, I think if he is successful, he's going to be an attractive uh, defensive coordinator for free agents and players to play for. Um, and I think a lot of what the issues that you saw at the college level, as long as Green Bay has that talent to um, not have a, you know, a talent deficit, he's going to be able to put Green Bay in a position to win. All right, AJ, thank you. Thank, right, thank you so much uh, for your time and uh, best of luck covering that coaching search. <laughs>